The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this edition of the DI Guys podcast. As always, I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Mike Coggle. Mike, what's going on in Denver today? Chris, good morning. Not a lot. Everything in Denver seems to be about right with the world. Can go most places without masks. Um, everybody seems to be going the right direction. Again, wettest month. We already talked about the Seattle and the Denver comparison, which I found interesting. But no, things are, it's a beautiful day. Might as well tell everybody. Celebrated number 61 on the 25th of May. Probably played one of my better rounds of golf in a long time with great dear friends. So no, it's actually been a phenomenal week. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So did you shoot your age? Um, Maybe on the front nine, right? Chris. Yeah, there we go. I was going to ask you, but you already told the audience. Maybe on the front nine, but otherwise, no. <laughs> I will have to say that you've come a long way in the game of golf. You know what? I can keep it in the fairway, Chris. Um, that's about the best I can do. I can keep it in the fairway. And I've also learned that I play with people that are most people that are 20 some years younger than me. You got to quit thinking you can hit the long ball when you can't. It's um, exactly it's right. It's much better for me to just take a nice, easy swing at that, at that, uh, at that golf ball. And when I got a buddy that played quarterback for the university of Montana, who's all 40 years old, putting it 305 for real 310, I need to settle for a hundred and just be good with it. I mean, 200 actually on the, on the tee box, 200 and just be good with it. It's, you know what? And every now and then we seem to score about the same. So I'm fine with it. You know, Mike, I always like to kid uh, everybody and, and I'm certainly, I, I don't follow my own advice here, but I always think about if you had a 450 yard hole, instead of bringing out the driver and thinking you're going to bang it way down there, just hit 153 times and you're on the green. And whether it's a, in our world, I'd be a par five. So we'd be putting for birdie, you know, as opposed to getting the ball, hitting the ball out of bounds off the tee and ended up with a seven or eight. But nope, no way that our egos are going to let us hit three 150 yard shots and, and be in a position to birdie or par. It's evidently at my age, you're just a little older than me. I think, I think the egos in check because that's pretty much how I'm playing now. I know I can hit a six iron around 150 yards. And I know that's not a wedge for a lot of people. It is, but. That's kind of how I'm playing. The driver stays put more often than not. And it's a three wooden rescue club off the tee box because I'm, I actually can see the ball in the fairway, which is kind of nice. That, that's what we need to do. Well, Mike, about golf. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about disability insurance. You know, you and I have had conversations over the years, and certainly, you know, we've touched upon it in our podcast about the concept of guaranteed standard issue, you know, the GSI cases. And I think you'll agree with me that people get, intoxicated with the concept of GSI, but they're constantly thinking about the 100-person case, the 500-person case, the 1,000-person case, and think that that's going to come to fruition. And now, Mike, I know over the years, you've worked on a lot of those, and how many of those big-ass cases really came to fruition? Chris, almost all didn't come to fruition, and what you'll find more interesting, those that did, and let's just say it was a 150-person law firm. I never had one of those cases last more than 60 months. That's me personally. And I think I, I think I could speak for many people around the country that that's typically what happens. 
change of HR, change of this, change of that. Why are we doing this? Why are we writing this check? God, medical insurance went up 30%. Where are we going to find the money? We all know GSI is about the last thing in the world sold when it comes to employee benefits. I think you would agree with that statement. So good gosh, it just doesn't happen most of the time. And if you, I think I sent you the Limer report, right? Correct. For the end of last year. So you saw the numbers on where GSI was for 2020. Yes. Pretty far down, huh? Yep. You know, so I've always told people, you know, if you do GSI only, that's phenomenal. But uh, and it's a good thing. I don't have any problem with how people run their practice. And some people do really well specializing only in that. But the numbers, the numbers just aren't there. And I think the reason is, is, you know, we use the old cliche. It's elephant hunting, Chris. And, you know, it's just not easy. No, it's not. And in, in one of the, you know, using the elephant analogy, I always like to say you got to kill a lot of birds in between the elephant hunting because you can starve if you're not making sure that you're feeding yourself uh, by killing the birds. I couldn't agree more. And that's one of the tracks that I've always taken is, again, you know me, I like to do the road less traveled. I've actually gone most of the time and I'm currently working with a, a, a gentleman now who does broker broker and some GSI and some things. We're doing the road less traveled. And what I mean by that is we're going the other direction. I even have carriers say, I don't want your 15 life case, but I have carriers that say, I do want your 15 life case. And Chris, we're going, we've decided that, you know what, a whole lot of littles is better than one big. You know, Mike, I, I think it's, you're, you're so spot on. And, and when you think about it, if you just look at just raw numbers, and if you look at this logically, as opposed to emotionally, overwhelming majority of companies in this country are small companies. And one of the reasons why, Mike, I like this concept of doing the five-person, seven-person, 10-person GSI case is the person that is making the decision 100% of the time is who, Mike? It's actually the chief cook and bottle washer, also known as the owner of the company. Exactly. So you get rid of all of the administrative headaches and all the layers, and you can talk directly to him or her find out if it's important to them and their employees. And if so, you can go forward. And if not, you can go on to the next one, as opposed to spending weeks and months and Mike, sometimes years chasing these big deals uh, that, as you said, typically don't come to fruition. And you hit the nail on the head there as well, Chris, because we talk about large organizations and big companies. At the end of the day, you and I could be best friends with, I'll make up somebody, Howard Schultz, right? Starbucks. We could be best friends. Do you think if I showed them of their, we'll call it thousand executives, all over 10 grand a month, anybody's going to write me the check? Yeah, I don't think Howard really is going to give a rat's ass about right. it, to be perfectly he honest. He's going to, to he's gonna push it down into his organization, which will probably fall on deaf ears. It, you, you would push it all the way down. So my point here is, is you've got one window. If you're looking at the elephant case, and let's say it's above 30 lives, I'm going to go that small. You basically got 30 to maybe what, 500? And that's your window. And 500 would be 500 attorneys working all over the United States in one big law firm. And so I actually use the kind of company where you might see 500. Chris, beyond that, you start to get, it gets dicey. Don't you agree? Yeah, you know, Mike, plus you bring up a good point. In, in those larger entities, if you're the typical producer who's writing DI and probably the typical producer who listens to our podcast, there are specialists at organizations like the Mercer, the Mercers and the Marshes and some of the big employee benefit firms out there that specialize in this and they can crush us. 
So, but, but they're not paying any attention to the five, 10, 15, 20 person GSI case. And Chris, let's talk about a Let's talk about a real case because you and I like to give real world examples. I've got one right now, which is an insurance company here in Colorado, property casualty, and it's 13 or 12, we'll call it exec. So it, 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 it's, it's the leadership of the organization. They were shown a quote about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And I think every person on the list of 12 or 13 was eligible for, I don't know, somewhere between eight and 10 grand to GI and guarantee issue was offered, Chris, at 10,000. So you got to bill, you know, $10,000 a month for 13 people. The average age is probably 48. It was, you know, $15,000 a month, give or take, 18. So you're talking about a 60, $70,000 case, right? Actually, more, more like almost 100. Here's my yeah. point. What we showed, Chris, is we went back and redid this case with a different producer, my guy now, and we showed 3000 a month employer pay. They've already got a group plan. And the presentation went something like this. They can buy more if they want to cover their bonuses and everything else. You already have a 60% plan to 10. You pay 3000 more for these for this group, which Chris, the entire premium was $14,000 a year, not a month. So you cut this thing by three quarters. And the first question is, I asked the producer is I said, do you pay 100% of all your employees health insurance? And what was the answer? No, I don't pay 100%. We cost share on health insurance. And so I asked the producer, he's a producer. He, he even though he's not a life and health guy, I said, so under life and health, isn't the license life, health and accident, two different places and health and accident go together. So which one does disability insurance fall in? wasn't <laughs> on the health side. So you know what? There's no reason for you to just write everybody a check that they're not going to appreciate. You know, the fact that you got to pay and I have to pay for my medical insurance, I kind of appreciate it. I don't like to pay for anything and, and especially in insurances. But my point, Chris, is I participate in it. I, I, I'm aware of it. And then I understand fundamentally how important that particular product is to my family and I do the exact same thing with income protection. I'm showing 3,000 plus your 10 is, we'll say everybody's at the 10 max and the three. So they have 13. And let's say that eight out of the 12 are eligible for 20. It's incumbent upon them, if they want that, to buy the rest on themselves. And you and I both work with carriers that allow us to do a GSI and then just what I would say stack an underwritten piece right on top. Because if I'm not healthy, I should be happy I have 13. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And if I'm healthy and a triathlete and I'm only 41 years old with, with four beautiful daughters and I work out like crazy and I make, you know, bank and I really am eligible for 22, shouldn't I have the opportunity to say yes? Absolutely. So that's kind of what we're doing now is we're showing non-sticker shock GSI on 5, 10, 15 life cases and then saying, but you know what? We can. And the sales idea here is, is put it into the health insurance and you've heard me say, put it into the casualty insurance bucket. Put it. It's not a financial planning. It's a risk protection piece. So is health insurance. So life, health, and accident. Health and accident are together. You share in the cost. If the rest of your employees would like to know more, we'll get them the $3,000. i will explain it. And when we take the guarantee issue app, I'll explain to each one on an individual basis, you're eligible for $3,500 more. You can consider this. You know, it would be it would be medically underwritten, but it would be medically underwritten on a simplified basis for most carriers. Right. So, Chris, you just allow those folks to say, yes, what happens here also, Chris, is you take a reduction in comp on guarantee issue. Fair. Yep. 
everybody does everywhere. So you now suddenly have a component where I, I got a reduced comp on 14,000 and I wrote another five people. And that's about the average, I would say five or six of the 12 will buy something. I'll make as much compensation on the underwritten piece as I will on the guarantee issue piece with very little effort because we've already taught them what the product does. Now we're just deciding how much they want. Exactly. That's, that's my world, Chris. And there's, there's, as we open up, there are small businesses popping up already all over again, everywhere. Yeah, Mike, I want to make two comments to what you just said. You know, first of all, we have talked a lot about that the greatest opportunity is in the business market because we know that there are producers that are constantly changing, you know, chasing doctors and dentists and attorneys. So there is no competition in the business owner market. So this GSI on the smaller side is, is a great opportunity. And then I want to go a little bit deeper on your comment about health insurance. One of the questions I like to ask people is, hey, why are you providing health insurance for your employees? Now, there's two reasons, okay? One is I got to be competitive in the market. Okay, I get that. But why are you really doing it? And the answer is simple. You kind of touched on it, Mike. It's because people become hurt or sick. You know, so then the next obvious question is, what's going to happen to their paycheck when they become hurt or sick? That's what we're really talking about. It never changes. So the, the fundamentals of this particular, I guess we can call it profession we're in. I sometimes think of it more as a game. It really doesn't change. You know, we've just done job A, job B. We've just given the owner of a company the opportunity, if he's feeling benevolent, I can't think of a better word, to buy three grand on each of the key 12 people, that's fine. If he chooses not to, I get to pivot, Chris, and say, what about me then at least talking to the 12 key people and allowing them the opportunity to buy product on their own. You just sponsor it for lack of a better term. And at least they get a discount permanently forever. And that way, you know what? And if almost everybody wants to do it, I, I typically can find a, I call it a silver bullet in my, in my, in my holster to help out the person that might be a little tough to insure. So you, you, you leave the window open to still talk and still have the income protection conversation, even if the GSI on a 12 life case falls flat on its face. Why would you not want two opportunities? Yeah, Mike, one, one last question before I let you go today is this particular producer, he's hooked up with a PNC agency who has a, an incredible amount of businesses that they insure on the PNC side. What a great place to go to do your prospecting is, is link up with a PNC agency, you know, who doesn't do disability insurance. And that's what we're doing, Chris, in a couple of weeks. Now that the masks are off, we, we during COVID met with like six, and I call them commercial casualty guys. Most of them work with construction, cement company, that, that, but they still have execs, believe it or not, some kind of execs. I don't care what their shoes are, they're execs. They don't get dirty and run a pump, right? A cement pump or whatever, concrete pumps. At the end of the day, though, we're meeting with these guys in about, I think it's two weeks for one of those happy hours, have a beer and say hello. Because during COVID, all we talked about was what? COVID. COVID. <laughs> so we had five minutes of what we really do for a living and how we can help them. And they were all amenable to what we were saying. But we all sat there and I looked back and I met with my producer on Monday and said, you know what? The only thing we did, though, was talk about COVID and when it was going to be over. So our brains were all engaged. We got our point in, but we didn't get our point across. So we need to go back and have a happy hour and say, here, give us 10 minutes and we'll buy you beers. Um, this is this is not going to make you rich. And my producer's learning really well, Chris. And I think this is good for anybody out there listening who's young. The one thing 
that I need is I need your help for me to be successful in this business. Are you willing to help me out? I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'm trying to build a practice and I'm going to need your help. How many people like to say, no, I don't want to help you? There aren't very many, Mike. Not, not in this world. And if they are, you know what? You don't want to deal with that narcissistic freak anyway. So at the end of the day, it's okay to be humble and say, tell them how we're going to do it. And that's what our meeting is this happy hour. Six guys will be standing around. And instead of talking about COVID, we're going to talk about you have these clients. This is part of the risk protection package. They have buildings insured. They have equipment insured. They have all this stuff. All we want to do is make sure that the bag of money is insured that people earn and give them the opportunity to say, yes, are you okay with that? And then we'll go through our procedure. Five minutes, Chris. You know, it's ABC. And my guy has it down, dialed in. This is the exactly what it looks like. So what your client could expect. Are you okay with helping me get to your client to at least have the conversation? And that's our next step. And I guarantee you out of six guys, one will kind of waffle around and say, yeah, I'm good with it. And maybe be a little insincere. It's like, you know what? I'm happy with what I'm doing. Chris, the other five out of six will say, sure, Jason, you're a good guy. I'd love to help you in this business in any way I can. So, Mike, suppose for a second that any of our listeners, that they say, you know what, I'm going to start having conversations with business owners about this small GSI. And, and so here's my question. If they had one conversation a week about this concept, how many cases do you think they'd write per month? If they're doing four conversations a month, how many do you think they'd write? Chris, I think you could write anywhere between six and 12. And, Six. you know, and I say that for one reason and one reason only. In the beginning, you're not going to be as good as you are later. So sooner or later, if you're doing it once a week, you're going to get to the point where you're getting one out of four because somebody's financially tight. Somebody's changing the structure of their business. So it's not on you. It's not because of you that you're not writing the case. It's just the circumstance. You and I have always said people do things for their own reason. I think you'd get good at having the conversation. I did this earlier in the week too with another producer. You got to practice. You got to practice. And we always laughed about the Allen Iverson thing you and I did for years, but you have to practice. So when it gets comfortable and confident and you're passionate about, God, one of your key person that works with you, that, you know, gets all the bids, does all the work, suddenly goes down. You don't want their family to suffer because you probably are friends. And it's such an easy conversation to have. And when you have a little bit of passion, you know what you're talking about it, and it rolls off your tongue. People go, yeah, why don't you shoot me some numbers? That's kind of how it goes. And then you just continue down the path. But I so, think you could really do, you know, at, at a probably, Chris, a $15,000 premium, give or take between ten and 15000 a premium. You could probably get to the point where you could do one every other month to one a month. Yeah, Mike, I mean, you know, we you can always get drunk with enthusiasm with numbers, but if if you did one a month and you did... 10 apps you know, on average of 10 apps. And we did the industry average of $2,500 of annualized premium. That's $300,000 of uh, DI premium. Mike, how many producers do you know in this industry do 300,000 or 250 for that matter? Chris, very few. And as you just said, hardly any, but drunk with enthusiasm, let's just take the number and cut it in half. That's not a bad year. Yeah. And then Mike, we talked about this off air right before we came on. How much service work is involved once those policies are enforced? Chris, the only thing you have is to update with the census to increase to the GSI amount max, negotiate for a new amount if it gets bigger, and add-ons, which is really simple. So there's none. And yet the commissions are strong, and unlike a lot of other forms of insurance, P&C, medical insurance, assets under management, where you're constantly having to address issues throughout the year, 
very, and, and you and I've talked this before, is it to me, it's the most profitable opportunity in the financial services marketplace today. And what we do, and the reason we beat this drum so hard each and every week with our podcast is, is we want more people to take advantage of the opportunity, not only for them, but also to make sure we have more people who actually have the opportunity to buy this type of coverage. Chris, I couldn't agree more. And one last question for you. Do you take a reduction in compensation on renewals if it's a GSI case? I don't think you do. I was just going to say, I don't think you do. It's just the first year. At least where I write business, you do not take a reduction. You do not take a reduction. All the more reason to be out there looking for those 5, 10, 15 person GSI cases. All the more reason. Mike, great input today. Thanks for your time. And we'll talk soon. Chris, thank you for your time. 